Ah, tonight, Sasha is in a literal glass case of emotion. But don't worry, Yvonne, TJ, and Big Frank are on the case. And speaking of Big Frank, we have him here live in studio. It's the Chambers After Show for episodes 9 and 2 in the gloaming and the Crystal Oregon. Let's go. You're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz <laughs> How's everyone out there, guys? It's hey. AfterBuzzin'. Woo! It's Chambers After Show. Of course, I'm Flobo Boys. I'm up here in the big boy chair. But before we even get forward, I want to say this. We have a very, 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 very ultimate special guest live in studio, Mr. Bank Fagazi himself, Mr. Marcus Lavoy. How are you doing, sir? I'm doing well. Thank you for asking. <laughs> Good <laughs> yeah, to be no, here. No problem. And, and in fact, you are here with us. I was recap episodes 9 and 10. And before I, I prod you with a million and one questions, let me introduce the rest of the panel. <laughs> on the far left, we have someone who's one of the most insightful journalists on the planet. And wow. she's a walking sports almanac, Miss Jackie Ray. Th- these are all facts. Thank you for that. I'm not really <laughs> right. introduction. I can't, I can't wait to hear my introduction. <laughs> and there's Christian Black. How's it going? <laughs> Hi, everybody. <laughs> I know we're at the end of, of season one of Chambers. It's that just, was fast. Yeah, it was, yeah, wasn't so it? Quick. I mean, Ten so episodes quick. in and out. Uh, overall thoughts of the season. Starting with you, Jackie. I mean, the ending. First of all, some some of our fifth panelists out there, you guys in the comments kind of said the whole season. Wait till the ending. Wait till the ending because you guys jumped ahead. Thank you for not spoiling it for me because I loved the Did ending. Did blow you away? I was like, I, I kind of saw... Something coming, but not that. <laughs> and so, but when she took control at the end, I was like, that is my girl. Yeah. I was yeah, down. Yeah. I was all the way down. I didn't see it. I wasn't there. We filmed it. So I was watching it at home and I saw episode 10 in the end and I was like, Whoa, that's good. <laughs> that's good. I had no idea. Did he send you a screener? You had to wait till, like everybody I, else. No, I, I, well, a little bit, a couple days ahead. You know, okay, a couple days ahead. I, I didn't. It just blew me away. I was in my living right. room and I'm just like on the phone, like, did you guys see? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, it's like, yes, it's in the can. Yeah, 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 yeah. We saw it. We saw yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, how how is it feeling being out there on on a show of that scale? I mean, we're talking about this in episode one. It, it the the scenes look majestic out there mm-hmm. in the southern United States, and and seeing that that talented cast. I mean, how much must it be for you on your side? I mean, I'm just honored to be a part of it. It was crazy. Um, I think Netflix. Netflix has done such an incredible job at kind of um, changing a paradigm, first of all, for Native American uh, in general, Native Americans in general, for minorities in general. It kind of spearheaded this whole um, cultural diversity and cultural awareness. Yeah. And um, for the first time in all my years of watching TV or film, Native Americans are portrayed where normal, everyday people kind of doing normal, everyday things, and we're caught up in some extreme circumstances. And I think that's kind of a new thing that, that Netflix is doing, and I'm a part of that. Sure. And so it's such an honor. Being a Native American man, I'm so honored to be a part of that. For and sure. here we are. Here we are. We're not shooting arrows into people and screaming at the top of our lungs with war paint on our face. It's, it's a new thing. And um, I hope that this generates a whole new culture and a whole, whole new awareness to who we are, what we are. We still have a voice. We're still here. I think that they do a great job on the show of you know showcasing the culture and the beliefs and all that. But if you look at the show, it, it, no one has to be a, a Native American. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's not like it's not that, it's not, the show's not about it. It just <coughs> happens to be like, well, let's talk about it. that's what it is. And I think a lot of times it's like, all right, well, we're setting out to make a, an African American show, an Asian show, or whatever. And I think yeah. once you, if, if that's where you're yeah. starting from, mm-hmm. your show is already going to be put in a box. And I, I just thought it was great that it's in the background and heavily. Featured featured in the show, but uh, I, I thought, uh, you know, they, you know, Sasha could ha- be any background. Yeah, so yeah, it's, it's not overdone. And, and what was cool also for Netflix is they brought in, because we're in um, New Mexico, they brought, and it was the Navajo Nation, so they brought in elders from actual neighborhood tribes, and they talked about how you walk, talk, think, 
clothing, um, you know, we, we, we broke down stereotypes that were not stereotypes anymore. It was actually a legitimate way that pe- the, the natives think out there. And um, we shot a lot of the scenes out on reservation grounds, and we brought in people, and it, I, think, I think they kept it really legit by sure. doing that. And that was, that was an honor for me as well. When you got the script, I mean, being Native American, did you, even though, like, to Chris's point, it was kind of in the background, but did you feel like it was, because I felt it was a good theme through the whole thing, mm-hmm. where especially anytime Sasha was in, in some trouble, there was always that one person to say, you know, you don't want that heart in you, or a grandfather yeah. was like, he sensed it immediately. Mm-hmm. Did you feel that even though it was in the background, it was represented properly? I do, I do. I'm, I'm very, I'm very uh, confident in how we portrayed it. It wasn't, like you said earlier, it, it wasn't, it wasn't overdone. We didn't push it down anybody's throat. It was kind of done naturally. It was done organically. And um, I think it came across light, and it's an educational tool to who we are. Absolutely. So I think that was, that was important. I Absolutely. mean, it, everything is about education. I think history books have portrayed us in this, this savagery or this negative light. Quite the contrary. We're, we're people who love our families. We're people who love our culture. We're people who love God, our creator. And I think that this was a, a, a great start for a new thing that's going to be done and showing that uh, we're just we're just normal people trying to do our thing like anybody else. Right, trying yeah. to make ends meet. Trying to make ends meet, yeah. <laughs> I'm sitting yeah. next to you, and let me just tell you, you're not normal. You're you're very uh, above above par. No, I'm <laughs> super <laughs> simple. I'm super, I'm super simple. I'm seeing the muscles here, and uh, you're above par, my friend. It's the long hair. It's the long hair. Oh, it's a gym membership? I didn't know that. <laughs> and you have to go. Well, right. you Well, I liked about, about Big Frank and his, his love for Sasha and being able to provide, even though working at, the, at a uh, pet shop or a fish shop is not necessarily the most lucrative business, but, you know, there's options that are available for him. And uh, in episode nine, when we have Sasha basically imprisoned by Nancy, you know, having Frank like load up the troops almost with uh, TJ and Yvonne and, and go on that road trip for Sasha just shows, you know, how much it, it, it is universal. It is not a cultural thing. It's, hey, my niece is in trouble. Yeah. Where is my niece? Yeah. And go get her. Yeah. Uh, I know during the season where they were playing with that dynamic between between Yanzi and, and between uh, between Sasha, as, as someone yourself who, do, who have children, I mean, how does that, how did you pull from that with your, your interpretation of the character? I would say that Big Frank is not a far stretch from who I am. And I mean, everything is about, I mean, I've been on enough series, I mean, excuse me, I've been on enough shows. I've done enough acting in my career to act uh, the writing is everything I mean mm-hmm. we, the writing staff on Chambers was absolutely phenomenal and I think that that um, when you have good writing it's easy for you to kind of step into the role and just as long as I, I prepare big time for my roles I will do a full history on any character I do I do background his, his likes his dislikes his wins his losses I mean everything about that character I will break down a whole history on him from birth to current and that portrays in my character and I just think that um, Big Frank is kind of Marcus it's not a far stretch and, and when I saw the script and I read this I was like yeah the writing is so good in it I was able to just kind of step into that and become that character yeah. and um, the rest is history I'm, I'm, yeah it's fantastic yeah, yeah it's great writing great writing that's yeah. what helps yeah. well, uh, considering you went to that much detail what's uh, what's uh, Big Frank's favorite album of all time what is it oh, it's, it's gotta be Led Zeppelin it's gotta be Led Zeppelin yeah I felt that it's gotta be it's gotta be it's a given yeah, it's a given. Why right in this loop? I didn't know that was a given. It's kind of a given. Yeah, it's kind of a given. Yeah. I'm yeah. actually googling uh, Chambers bonus features. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. Let's Zeppelin music yeah. is really expensive to license. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so Big Frank, obviously a big part of his identity as we know him on the show, is the fact that you know he got away from his family, he left the yeah. reservation. Yeah. Uh, how do you approach sort of you know playing someone who is of course defined by his background, but also trying to kind of push it away a little bit? Well, interesting story. So I was uh, born on a reservation. I was born on White Earth Reservation in Minnesota. 
and my father is Native American, and my mother was adopted. She's also Native American from a warring tribe, which is the Sioux Nation. So this is my history. But when um, my parents divorced at a young age in Minnesota, <coughs> excuse me, we left and moved to California, my mother and I. So I lost track of my, my, my father. I lost track of my heritage. I lost track of my background. Years, years, years later, somewhere in the middle of my 30s, um, <laughs> my wife um, hired a private investigator for my birthday one year and found my biological father wow. and started having contact with him in uh, emails and correspondence with him. And then she brought me home and she's like, I got this great birthday present. And she had all this paperwork out there. And I was like, I was pissed off. I was yeah. like, I don't need him. I'm a grown man now. And it was a really, like, I didn't realize how hard that hit me, you know? Yeah. And um, I looked over the paperwork, finally gave him a call. And we are the best of friends now. And now I'm getting back into my culture and I'm learning my culture and I'm learning my heritage. And to say that I'm honored, uh, to say that I'm honored about my heritage and my culture is an understatement. Like, I'm so proud in a humble way, I'm proud of my people, and I'm proud of my character, and I'm proud of my culture, and um, now I'm learning it all. So it's kind of just the same as Big Frank. I said these these characters parallel each other from me to the character so well yeah. because he's kind of lost track of his. He kind of was distant from his father and estranged from his father, and now he's kind of getting back to know him. How parallel was that to the reality of my character? You know, right. here we are. So it's just like it's it's the job is easy, guys. It's been easy. It's been <laughs> did easy. You, did you share any of that with any of your co- co-stars? Um, no, nah, I think it, right now might be the first time I'm kind of sharing it. Yeah, <laughs> right. you guys you're are privileged. You're yeah. on AfterBuzz. Yeah, 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 AfterBuzz. Yeah. I don't know if I ever <laughs> talked about it, but yeah, here, here we are. So um, yeah, it's been a great journey, guys. It's been a great journey. How was it working with, with Harrison, uh, the, car- the actor who plays Harrison? Oh, he show. was great. He was yeah. great. Actually, the showrunner, Leah Rachel, love you, Leah, love you, Leah. <laughs> she, um, she uh, we, we were looking at her laptop and we were trying to uh, cast the role and we had a couple of selections there and so we were we were filming one day on set and she was like what do you think of this guy I'm like mm, no what do you think of this guy mm, no and then there was Harrison and I was like that's my dad yeah. <laughs> that's <laughs> my dad he's wearing the hat too yeah. uh, I can't remember the interview no I don't think he had a hat oh, in the okay. interview but it was his, it was his self tape and, right. and it was he was so good and yeah. I just felt like he was so sincere and he had a good heart you know hopefully like I have a good heart and I yeah. just kind of like I, I bonded with him even watching his his self tape and here we are here we are he's great yeah, I, he's great. I mean, you do have a good chemistry. <coughs> Even though you guys were at odds for, for part of the season, you do have a good yeah. chemistry together. And, yeah, yeah, and definitely the dynamic of family tends to be throughout Chambers, whether it's the Lefevres or all about, Sasha, all about family, all and, about family, and how that's always constantly mm-hmm. changing and evolving. Uh, did you approach uh, you know your character differently as the season progressed? And I mean, not so much with with being Sasha's uncle, but dealing with her and her growth with dealing with the Lefevres or her understanding her role as as, in a, as a uh, growing woman as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, how that like how did you approach that scene by scene episode by episode I'll tell you um, Savan is a young girl and she's not very experienced in this industry she's brand new to the industry and they put this mountain in front of her yes mm-hmm. and they worked her daily and, and she had some ups and downs let's be honest but I will say this about that little girl she, she conquered the mountain you understand mm-hmm. me she mm-hmm. conquered that mountain she overcame that and she surpassed all of our expectations and I mean that from the bottom of my heart I watched her uh, through trials and tribulations, and she she came through, and I was so impressed by her because um, I remember at the early going, um, I got a call from one of the directors, and they were like, you know, please talk to her as your uncle or dad, fellow actor, um, help let's let's get her online, and um, I talked to her and I said, do you realize that you are the first Native American female to ever have a lead in a TV show? That's oh wow, huge! Yes, wow, that's huge. Yeah. That is amazing. And furthermore. We're given this opportunity, it's been put in our laps to change the dynamic and the paradigm and the thinking of Native Americans in the film industry. Yeah. 
huge, you guys, huge. And, and we're given that gift. So it was put in our laps, and she did her job. And I'm so impressed by her. You know, and here we are today. So I hope that this show not only is a success, but I hope it changes, and I hope it starts to spearhead new shows that are set up, you know, portraying Native Americans. I, I really hope that. You yeah. know, from a workload standpoint, I think she's been great all season, but these two episodes that we just watched, I thought there's there's a lot of work in there for her. It's Big very time. emotional. Mm-hmm. You know, there's mm-hmm. a lot of back and forth mm-hmm. between Sasha and Becky, and, uh, you know, even when she's in the little the little heart house or, you know, the, whatever you want to call that. And, the, you know, the wine? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, no, no. When, when you know, they're in so oh, the, the recreation of the house, house and Becky, oh, yeah, yeah, Becky yeah, oh, yeah, says yeah. it's our heart. Yeah. And, you know, just when she ultimately, well, smothers Becky. I was yeah, just yeah. Like, it was all great. And yeah. I, it's funny that you're talking about, you know, she's new to it. And, and I, I knew that, but I actually forgot by this point in the season. And she does such a great job. And it was such a tall order. So it's really it impressive. Was. Yeah. yeah. I was very what, impressed by her. What order did they film things in? Because I felt, to Chris's point, I felt that she definitely, like, she was stronger for me these last two episodes, um, especially when she mm-hmm. was in the the wine cell, indoor wine cellar, um, <laughs> which we all have in our house, which, by the way. Right? right. Yeah, and, I, and, I have three of them. Locks yeah. from the, the locks inside. Yeah. 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 That's for your that. safety. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but when she was locked in there, just her dynamic of going between Sasha mm-hmm. and Becky, mm-hmm. I thought she she nailed that. Did you? Give her any advice along the way, or did you just were just in awe of her natural progression on her own? I mean, I mean, I she yeah. We we filmed in answer to your earlier question. I, we started with episode one, okay. and we did one and two. Alfonso Gomez, Rehan did one and two. Amazing director. He's one of the EPs on the show. I love that guy. He did such a fantastic job. Um, he did one and two, and then we did them in order. Okay. So yeah, I, I, you're, you're, okay. yeah. If you saw that, I kind of mm-hmm. think we maybe we all did that. Maybe mm-hmm. Tony and Uma. They're such legends in the game. They might not have. But I like to, as I watched them, I kind of see a progression of all of our journey mm-hmm. getting better and getting more comfortable. And I think because that we were out in Albuquerque and we were away from our prospective homes, I think we kind of gelled and became like a family. And um, I think that helped a lot. You know, we were out there, I want to say maybe six months out there in Albuquerque. Yeah. And we, the, the kids and I all got uh, condos at this little uh, uh, condominium. So... And I lived up on the third floor overlooking the pool, so I was always like, you know, hey, get to sleep, we gotta film in the morning. I was kind of like a dad. Uh, big Frank. Yeah, yeah, big Frank. Like, oh, man, buzzkill. Yeah, exactly. yeah, and I was like, get to bed, you know. Yeah. So I think we kind of gelled and became this great little family. And um, man, I can't speak highly enough about Tony and Uma. So uh, welcoming and so inviting and so approachable. Mm-hmm. If you had a question, they weren't like, you know, get away. They were just like, talk to me. Let, let's run the scene. Let, I rehearsed with Uma one time, I think for half an hour. On one little scene we did, just let's let's go again, let's go again, let's go again, and she just taught me so much about the game. Yeah, um, I lost your question. What were you, but, you answered it like if you filmed them in order, because like I said, I thought she kind of grew. Yeah, we. I think we all grew. Yeah. I think we all grew, and we became better, and we became more. I, th- I think when you have a comfortability on set, mm-hmm. that that uh, that that portrays or that that um, that comes across in your performance, right? I, mean, yeah. I think I think you yeah. know when you work, when you're comfortable with somebody. Like you guys are comfortable. I heard you talking to a bunch of mess earlier, and it was like, <laughs> there was a little. Yeah, it was just casual. Yeah. It wasn't yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, but I'm saying, you know, that comfortability bound, uh, comes into play. I think that you know it comes across in performance. Sure. So I think we had a lot of that going on. Yeah. There was yeah. one scene in particular, not to get on this a weird tangent, but I was like, I bet he wouldn't do that in real life. When you went up to the. Le- been in uh, Nancy's house. Yeah. I'm not even going to lie to And uh, Creepy Dad, and, yeah, and not so sure about mom. <laughs> Give him nicknames. Not yeah, so yeah. sure. But um, you went up and, and 
And Sasha comes out and she's like, I'm not going with you. And yeah. you just kind of like, ah, and then got in your truck and drove out. And we all collectively said, he would not do yeah. that in real life. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> 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 Put that over your shoulder. That not we'll talk about this when we get home. <laughs> no, I mean, okay, so let me speak on that. My earlier, the earlier Marcus, I probably would have beat everybody's ass. Right, that's what we thought. Pull my knees from my shoulder, like, we're out of here. <laughs> in a Starbucks. Yeah, yeah, so <laughs> there would have been a police report. It would have been like, I might have done some minor jail time. But I think that the person that I am now, I think that, you know, once again, I think this character really uh, parallels me. And, you know, sometimes you have to pick your battles. Mm-hmm. And I think that, you know, in that scene, I kind of like internally was like, I was thinking, uh, I'm going to get her back, but I have to regroup, you know, mm-hmm. kind of reevaluate my, sit- my, my senses and kind of, uh, I'm going to get her back, though. And I yeah. think that was kind of what I think internally was going on, like, all right, you may have me now, but um, that's, my, that's my baby. I'm going to yeah. get her back. You know, it's my back. family. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of a regrouping, maybe, but um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, normally, I probably probably would have been a nine one one call. Yeah, maybe. and they live in a glass house. I was like, "This is not going well. This glass house is coming down." It's cool to see that motivation there. But before we go on, Ms. Jackie, do you have something to tell the people out there in the room? Of course, I do. First and foremost, I want to say thank you guys so much for watching us. If you're in the live chat right now, say hello, leave a comment because we've got Big Frank Marcus is here. <laughs> say something. But while you're there, make sure you hit that subscribe button. If you're listening to us right now on iTunes, thank you and hello, and give us five stars because we are really excited to be here. Where else in the world can you come? and chat with somebody who's from a show that you absolutely love but after buzz so we thank you guys for supporting us and what we do and remember we need your help to continue to grow so tell a friend and tell a friend everything you want to see all your favorite shows they're right here on after buzz tv so make sure you subscribe follow us here and once again thank you for supporting us in what we do yeah i gotta ask you did was acting always the pursuit or was it you got bit by the bug or what was your story man so okay so I was in law enforcement years ago like okay. maybe a hundred years ago like, <laughs> like walking the beat or detective or? Um, all the above yeah okay. all the above, oh, wow. all the above. Okay, I was nice. starting corrections and I went with uh, sheriff's department I did, I did well thanks for your yeah, service yeah, yeah, it was, yeah, thank you thank you um, so what it was is I was a workaholic so I would I would have all this time on the books right and so I, I got an agent up in L.A. I started doing a little background work, like security work on the set, just kind of standing there making sure nobody got crazy. And they were like, hey, big guy, you want to <laughs> do a scene? I was kind of like, you know, yeah, all right. And so I started doing a little security work on the set. And that one thing led to another. Then I got an agent up in L.A. And I had all this sick time on the book. So what I would do is uh, my agent would call me and say, we got a role up here in L.A. I didn't know L.A. at all. I didn't know my ways around here. I've been here 12 years. I still don't know L.A. I but, get lost but, every but remember, day. Let's go back to Thomas Guide. you remember Thomas Guide? Oh, that's yeah. the yeah, worst. Like, like, like 7G. Ventura Boulevard, 7G. So I had this Thomas Guide, and I would get my little pickup truck. I'd call in sick. I'd drive up to L.A. the night before. I'd sleep in my pickup truck, and I'd find 7G or whatever it was, yeah. and I would know this is where my audition is going to be. I'd wake up, clean up, brush my teeth in a Shell gas station. I'd go to the audition, and I did that for years because if you don't believe in yourself, nobody else is going to. Right. And, and that, I'm, I'm not trying to say some cliche thing, but it's truth. If you don't believe in yourself, who's going to believe in you? Right. People don't listen long. Yeah. So, you know, I believed in this. I knew this was my calling. I knew God ordained me to do this. And nobody could tell me otherwise. So I would, you know, get up and go to this audition. I'd drive back home. Most of them I didn't get, but some I got. And sooner or later, I started booking them. 
And here we are. Here we are. So that's how it all started. I got to ask if you're if you're an actor and even in law enforcement, there's hours you got to be in concentration mode. Like, how do you keep your mind from wandering? Talking about like what's what's at home for dinner or like what is my oven on? Like, how do you keep focus in the role and scene? Yeah, I mean, I mean, my wife would say life with you with you is like a roller coaster. I mean, I was it's a lot of I, I give all respect and admiration to any law enforcement out there. Um, it is a tough job. It's a it's a job that's scrutinized all the time. It's looked at under negative light. But these guys, you got to understand, they're always going to something negative. They're never going to a happy call. It's always you're dealing with some problem. Right. And when you're doing that for an eight ten hour shift, after years of doing it, I'm telling you guys, it starts to take its toll. No, for sure. And um, hats off to the guys out, you know, men and women out there who are doing that job because it's a difficult job. And for me, it it broke me. Um, it caused me a divorce. Um, we were divorced. My wife and I were divorced for two and a half years. Um, I moved to L.A. to pursue the career. Uh, she moved up here, and we started going to church, serving God. And we reunited, started taking classes on how to do things right. We were remarried and got a second chance. Y'all so, need a relationship class. That yeah, yeah. <laughs> can't make a relationship last for 10 minutes. Y'all, y'all get a do-over and everything. Yeah. In L.A., man. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. Big break. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so it says here that you, you also, you're a writer. You write Harleys. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, nice. What do you yeah. ride, man? I gotta ask. I have an 06 Soft Tail Deluxe. What? All chromed out. Yeah, that's my baby. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. So, do you do the searches thing? Do you do the bike? No, 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 because I think that, you know, it's, there's this, this old party where I'm still a little bit aggressive and, uh, you know, I kind of don't want to be around aggressive people. I think I'd be like, what did you say? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 Big Frank don't play. Big Frank don't play. Yeah, don't play. You know, your bike, Big Frank, from now on. Yeah, you know, sometimes I'm on my back, come up to a light and some bikers come up around me and look at me. I'm just like, don't play, don't play. Leave me alone, leave me alone. I don't want any trouble. I don't want yeah, right. I actually started writing about a year and a half ago. What do you have? Uh, I don't have anything yet because I thought I, you were going to say scooter. Oh, you borrowed your friend's bike? Yeah, Razor scooter. I think I saw you were driving a Vespa on the way. <laughs> it's a start. It's a start. Two wheels. Two wheels. Uh, it, it's so freeing, man. Being on that yeah, road is, and sitting there and opening it up yeah. with the curves and all that yeah, stuff. So props to that. Uh, hopefully, I get a Harley one day. Yeah, they're nice. They're nice. They're nice. Yeah, for sure. Be careful. Be careful. Because I don't think people look at you. Like I'll give a quick story. I was coming up the street right in front of my house. You think you're on the street, you're on the open road, it's dangerous, you're paying attention, you're looking around everywhere. I get home, I come up my street, and I kind of live on this hill, and the sun's coming up, come up my eyes, and I, I pull up to my house, I hit the garage door opener on my handlebars, right, and I'm waiting for the garage door to come up. I start to go, and here's some idiot comes like 60 miles an hour over the hill. And he, was, he would have taken me out. So I throttle it, I know what's do. I throttle it, the front of the wind comes up, kind of boom, boom, Ooh. set it down. Hit the hit the curb and go over the handlebars into the into this retaining wall in front of my house and broke three ribs. Oh. Like I was going like four miles an hour. Yeah, wow. <laughs> so it only hurts oh when you God. breathe, huh? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It hurts when you breathe, tie your Last. shoe, everything. Yeah. It was crazy. So I mean. Four miles, five miles an hour, whatever I was going, like it, it's a dangerous thing. So, to those riders out there, be careful because yeah, people aren't looking. Pe- people are people aren't looking. Are yeah. not people looking. in yeah. cars start looking. People start looking. <laughs> Pay attention. I see yeah. my come. I do the whole like oh, yeah, pull over. Yeah, yeah me too. Like, I get the two yeah. fingers. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, what's yeah. Up? I, I get like, mad I'm if I don't get those two fingers. Yeah. Though, like, do you? Come do you get mad? Like, I'm here for you. You know who I am. I looked out for you. Yeah, for sure. So I, I like the fact that we're going back to Chambers now because I, I have this question and now I have you in studio here. Um, 
you end up, like, your character, not you, personally, your character ends up in prison uh, for the, the murder of, of Johnny Bellbonds. Yeah. Uh, what happened, man? What? And in your mind, does you just drive around in a truck, get pulled over, guys, like, step out the vehicle? Like, what's going through Frank's mind there? Okay, so Frank used to work in corrections, if that's the storyline. I don't know if everybody caught that, but he used to be, we did some flashback scenes, and um, <clears throat> excuse me, a couple of the scenes had been kind of deleted due to time. But uh, Big Frank used to work in the, in the prison system. Mm. Okay. So he was a prison guard. He was a correctional officer. Mm. And now, fast forward, here we are. Now, I'm going to the prison. I'm going to, the, I'm going to jail. So That's not add, right. Yeah, add that. Yeah. Add that. <laughs> right, right. So I, I hope that, like, in the, what was it, 9 or 10 when, I, when, 10 when I was in jail, I hope that that portrayed, like, I hope that came across, like, the concern when I was talking to my nieces, like, yeah, I'm gonna be okay, but I'm in the pen right now, yeah. and I probably know these a lot of these guys in here. I was locked up in here, and then as I was asleep in my cell, they cut my ponytail off and it was laying on my chest. Yeah. So I'm like, yeah, yeah. and and the thought was somebody got to me in my mm-hmm. sleep, and you don't sleep in prison, so you may you may knock out for a couple hours, but so somebody got to me, and that I think kind of started the whole the, the the whole realization to Big Frank that. I'm in danger here, yeah. Yeah. right? Right. I'm mm-hmm. in danger, and they can get to me, mm-hmm. and that's kind of what um, what Big Frank was thinking at the time. So, we shall see. We shall yeah. What, see. I, what yeah. I love about that exchange is that uh, even in that moment, you know, Big Frank has so much to worry about, but you know, and Sasha's like, "Oh, we're gonna get you out," and he's like, "Nope, you're gonna get good grades." Very important. Big Frank is like. Don't get knocked up by TJ. He's <laughs> yeah. like, he's like, I know I got a million things to worry about, but let me, let me be the dad for a yeah, minute. I don't need that right now. Yeah, no, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Nobody needs that. Some, some little demon baby or something. Yeah, we, just, so, we don't know where that's going. Uh, yeah. So I don't know. I just love that. I, mean, I, I think that it, it's, uh, you know, I, I've got uh, two uh, fairly young kids, and what I can identify with uh, Big Frank with is a lot of times you're just like, I have no idea how to do this. And sure, there's millions yeah. of books yeah. written. It doesn't My matter God. if you read yeah. them or not. Yeah. You're still like, I don't really know what to do about this. And I like that, like, he struggled with it. It, but he still always did the best he could. I mean, he went to a, he went to a loan shark. You know, I mean, that's he's just like I have to try and fix this. So uh, I, I I I was always team uh, Big Frank on this show. Thank I've you. always Thank been you team so Frank. I, know, I, was, I was team Frank. Do not go to the sleazy bail bonds guy though. Oh yeah. yeah we, we, <laughs> how many times in life do we do we think we're doing something right, mm-hmm. and then we we have every good intention, and then we do it, and then we, the realization is like, what the yeah. did I yeah. just do? Yeah. And here we are. Every situation, every every choice you make in life has a consequence, and a consequence can be good or bad. Sure. And a lot of times, the consequences are bad. And this yeah. is what Big Frank's dealing with right now. He he went with a good intention, but here we are. Now I we really gotta, wanted Big Frank to be a fly on the wall when TJ is talking to Sasha, who's out of it, and he's saying, "I miss you, I miss you, I miss you, and I miss your boobs." Yeah. I would have loved <laughs> yeah. for Big when Frank. When did that happen? <laughs> what? <laughs> It was just being honest. Wait, when, wait, she, when she's passed out. Yeah, you know? and she's and, turned yeah. into oh, Becky. I, I, and he's like, and it's, and it's weird because he's so sincere. He's like, I miss you so much. I miss you. And I, I miss the way oh, you yeah, laugh. Yeah, and yeah, and yeah. I miss your boobs. Yeah. <laughs> Come to the wall. You like, man. Oh, no. Right? <laughs> you are now creepy TJ. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Now <laughs> i got to talk to you. Clearly, yeah. TJ read my wedding vows. So yeah, he knows what's going <laughs> No, I saw those online. <laughs> I've learned so many tips about holding on to marriage on this episode. Just tell you something another. You love your boobs. Yeah. <laughs> Stick to the basics. Right. Stick to the basics. <laughs> well, I want to know, what was your, your opinion of, of TJ character-wise? I mean, I know he was definitely the the, the boyfriend, and mm-hmm. he definitely is is in the circle of, of your niece. But, I mean, of all the guys out there, he's not the worst. 
No, I mean, no. How did great. you approach that when you were preparing for your scenes and roles? With Are you saying the real uh, Griffin or no, the character? No, the character. The character. Uh, the character. I mean, you know, it's every dad or uncle or whatever sure. role model uh, is is vision to have somebody at the end of the day who's just going to treat someone that you love with respect. You know, right. I have a daughter, mm-hmm. and as long as I mean, he doesn't have to be a doctor, or a lawyer, but as long as he opens the car door for her, and as long as he. Um, Acknowledges her birthday, and as long as he is respectful to his, you know, his mother and her father, um, and he's a good man. As long as his heart is right, you know, everything's about heart. You know, you judge mm-hmm. the heart, and I think that um, he doesn't have to be some scholar. But as long as he loves her and he's good to her and has her best in mind, he's all right with me. Yeah, yeah. The one time I opened the door for a girl, I uh, slipped. Did you say one time? The one the time. time <laughs> the one we'll time. talk later. We'll I, talk I, later. I, I, right. I, I slipped. <laughs> I slipped and knocked the door in three of my fingers and broke one of them. So I have so like. So do you keep doing it or do you do it? It's hard to do it. I'm so shocked. <laughs> He's got a scar. He's got I'll, I'll just scar. like guide it like this. It's He's really weird. Wow. I do two yeah. hands to a door. It's so weird, man. Uh, yeah. but I'm surprised. I'm surprised you don't ask girls to open your door now. <laughs> no, that's terrible. That's 2019. No. Uh, talking about uh, uh, the power of the, the women divine. Uh, in episode 10, we talked about Lilith. Uh, and what that means for maybe even a, a future uh, story, but we're not going to go there for right now. But definitely, yeah. uh, Sasha thought she was done with Becky, and yeah. this whole new layer to the annex and, and right. that following came through. <laughs> I mean, what was the process behind that? I, you know, to be honest with you guys, I, I, I would um, I would get the scripts in advance, obviously, and I would go through and I would see my scenes and I would prep for my scenes because I'm a prep person. Like, sure. if you don't, you don't have to be perfect. You have to be prepared, and that's just that's just been my thing as an actor. You don't, I don't, I want to know if a director comes to me and say, "Hey, Marcus, we're going to go this way with it," and I wasn't prepared for that, I'm in trouble. Mm -hmm. So I I I massively prepare for a for a scene, not even a character, but for a scene. And um, so in answer to that question, I kind of feel like I cheated a little bit. Um, A lot of times, if I got a script, you know, the, the next coming script. I might not have always, I, I would breeze through, but I wouldn't study other scenes because life, you know, art imitates life. And I wanted to kind of be caught off guard, if that makes sense. So yeah. if, if I knew what was coming, in a, in a, in a, especially in a, in a supernatural or a horror genre, hmm. if you know what's coming, the shock factor is, is taken away. So I'd kind of um, breeze over or skip over a lot of that because I kind of wanted to be in real life you know, you get taken back by things, you know, like your daughter comes to you and says, I'm pregnant. You're like, but if I knew that ahead of time, I might've been like, you know what I'm saying? Right. Here we go. Here yeah. we go. So in answer to your question, I kind of think that I might've, I don't want to say it's cheating, but I kind of, um, I wanted to be taken off guard. And I would tell the showrunner and, and the writers, I would say, I don't want to, I don't want to know. I don't want to know right. because art imitates life and, and you get blindsided or blown away by things when they're presented to you. And I wanted that, um, I wanted a little bit of that. So I had no idea yeah. that that was coming. I told you I watched yeah. it. I yeah. watched episode 10. I was like, oh, wow, that's good. Yeah. yeah that's good. Yeah, yeah, because it, it didn't leave so much open. It like, did. My right. God, if, if we're blessed with a season two, that can go anywhere. Yeah. My right. God. It, good writing. Good Shout writing, out guys. to the writers for sure because of all the ways that we talked about this might go. Yeah, no one saw that. I don't think that. anybody said no. Lilith. No. No, no, no. no one saw that coming, right? Yeah, no. it was, yeah, it blew me away. Yeah, yeah I thought yeah. that the finale did a great job of mm-hmm. you know answering some questions, but then it's like, oh yeah, now here's a million more questions. Yeah, you know? exactly. It's, so it's yeah. like you feel like you got a satisfying answer, but it wasn't in the way of like, all right, well, I'm done with the show now because then you just really want to see if they're able to tell more of the story. So I thought There's it was great. a lot of avenues we can go yeah. next season if we get one. Yeah, yeah. yeah a lot of yeah. different layers of, of, 
uh, belief systems are intertwined in a whole yeah, story there yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, I also like the fact that uh, uh, Sasha was uh, you know trying to figure out next steps with Harrison before that knock on the door. Like mm-hmm. you, you yeah. saw the light of like the happy ending. And yes, it was like, yes, ah! yes, yes, you know? yes. Like what's going to be her next move? So, but I also like that Lilith kind of manifested herself when they said, "Hey." Your family's got all these problems. It's not a real family. Come be with us. And she's like, no, I got a family. Matter of fact, I'm going to put all y'all to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> but saying but I did, you guys notice, did you notice it was only the men who fell? Did you guys I did, did oh, Because she yeah. she's a divine fit. Do you guys know the story of Lilith? Right? Yes. Yeah, I I look it up. Up. Yeah. Yeah. I'll tell you when I learned the story That blew me away. The beginning of the episode when I was playing on the TV. So that was I'm, the first time you heard the really? story of Lilith? I understood yeah. that there's a Lilith fair. I remember that. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so I didn't know that so story. So manly of you not to know who Lilith was. It just means maybe I took a nap in Sunday school. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Of biblical proportion. Yeah, but I mean, it's exactly like, there's certainly, we didn't think that was going to tie in at all. And, you know, even as we get to see the, you know, the creepy ritual that Becky had to go through and, and all that, I, I don't think any of us really saw that. So it was legitimately surprising, you know, just surprise compounding on top of surprise. So yeah, yeah. I thought it was great. I was also yeah. surprised that the old lady, when she was trying to help, she said yeah. no one tried to help her. So does that mean at one point they tried to put Lilith into her Ooh. and it just backfired? That, that, that's what Ooh. I thought it meant. But I love that old lady. She's yeah. just awesome. Yeah. Yeah. In real life, too, her name is Teddy. She's the best. She was such a sweetheart. She's a trooper. That She worked long hours, chain smoked every hour. And, um, <laughs> but she had the sweetest heart. And you know, my head's off to Teddy. Did, yes. did they make her sleep in the ceiling? Or did Sometimes. She it depends on <laughs> how long we filmed. Yeah, so, yeah. She's method, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah laying the, lay the board, your back sore. Yeah. She was awesome. <laughs> Before we get out of here, I want to ask you, Mark, is there any uh, future project on the horizon that you're working um, on? A couple that we things in the works, on? but, you know, it's kind of taboo to talk about it. So, yeah. I mean, um, I mean, I just I just want to, you know, in, moving forward, um, I, hope, I hope Chambers does really well. I hope we have many seasons to come. I hope we can uh, entertain the fans with seasons to come. But, um, you know, I, I've been doing this a long time. Um, I'm still in good shape. I hope I can, you know, play roles where I'm swinging some axe on a battlefield and be in some Above action. Above par, my friend. Yeah. We already <laughs> talked about this. Just, yeah. killing, just doing some major killing, doing some cool action stuff. But I also want to portray um, a role, you know, roles where I can show some some range or some colors and show, you know, that I that I have some heart and that um that uh, the best part of me is my heart, you know, and I want to show yeah. that. So uh, yeah. Yeah, there you go. There you go. That's yeah. that's pretty cool. I mean, yeah. showing the different sides of yourself. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, speaking of your heart, one of the things I read in your bio is that uh, you're a supporter of Children's Hospital here in LA. Yes. So uh, yes. my my daughter uh, was born with a cleft lip and a cleft palate, so we go there a lot. Uh, okay. So when I saw that, I just I just wanted to say thank you thank because you. that's yeah. an organization I think they do a great job. Yeah. It's very uh, near and dear to my heart. Yeah. So uh, I was glad to see that. Yeah, thank you so much. Yeah, I mean you know life life begins when you start thinking about others, and it took me many many years to figure that out. For many years, I lived for the sole purpose of Marcus and myself. And it was an empty road, and I was constantly, you know, um, empty. And when I started getting the lesson that life's about others, that's where life began. So, yeah, it's always about others. Have you ever thought about writing yourself? What? Like, writing, since you want people to see your heart, have you ever thought about writing a specific series or a role or something oh, like that for yourself? I mean, I've written a script. Um, okay. I have a script, and it's, it's ready to go in the works, and hopefully mm-hmm. somebody um, brings that to life. Um, it's kind of about my beliefs and um, what uh, what I stand on. Mm-hmm. Um, and we shall see. We shall oh, see. I can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> so what would you say out there for someone who is from a, a, a minority, but one is not represented as much as others, and they are trying to break through and, and be the champion for, for their uh, ethnicity? Like, what would you say to them to inspire them to write or create or to do? Um, I, I just say you know like there's so many times that this this life um 
you know, even even I'm gonna I'm gonna go scripture on it. The Bible says there will be trials and tribulations. There there there's not that there may be. Mm-hmm. There's gonna be heartaches. There's gonna be tough times. There's gonna be hills and valleys. Um, I would just say, knowing that that's the case in this thing called life, never ever give up. I know that sounds so cliche. Never give up on yourself, but but don't give up on yourself. You know, there's been times in my career when you know I have a family to take care of. I have people that are depending on me to go out there. And, and do this. They're looking to me like, what are we going to do here? Mm-hmm. And um, if, if, you know, like I said, if you don't believe in yourself, no one's going to, and just never give up. Stay in the fight, do what you got to do, and you just stay to your, stick to your journey. You know, the journey's amazing. Just live it to the fullest and never give up. Wow. Never give up. Yeah. That's, you can't knock that. It's, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's a classic never for a up. reason. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think all of us uh, here are creators on some level, and a lot of our fans too, they, mm-hmm. they, they do fan fiction, they want to be actors, they want to yeah. be uh, things too. I know for a generation ago, uh, there was hardly any Caribbean American heroes on television. In fact, there's very few of them now. And uh, there was that kind of hesitation there, being like, oh man, I don't know if the world's ready for that story. Oh, go for it. I don't know the world's yeah. ready for that story. But we're seeing more and more yeah, that we there's, are. there's yeah. this, one, this, this need for content, but definitely this need to see other experiences because we realize there isn't a unilateral American experience. There right. isn't a unilateral black experience or white yeah. experience. And to see the Chambers and other shows like that to, to actually make that flourish is always great to see. And, yeah. and I'm glad that we have someone above par <laughs> to share that. Those, uh, with you, so. Yeah, I think we're I think we're breaking some paradigms. That's what I said earlier in the uh, in the interview. Is I hope that um, I hope that some of these new shows are are spearheading some uh, the new thing. As I want to say, mm-hmm. you know, uh, one tribe, one tribe. We're, it doesn't matter where you're from, what you're about. We're all one tribe. We're all created by the same creator, and we're all one. And just um, you know, just just go out there. It, it, the the journey is the best part. The finish yeah. line is great, but it's the journey. Enjoy the journey. Yeah. Enjoy enjoy the journey. It's the best. You know, it's the best. <laughs> well said. Yeah, well said. <laughs> yeah. Yes, Chris? No. You have to breathe again. Like, no. <laughs> when have you ever known me to have anything interesting to say? Uh, that one time last week, I think it was the Tuesday. It was yeah, good. that's yeah. true. Yeah, yeah, we ordered the show. Good Tuesday. Was, good Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> I want to thank you so much, Marcus, for thank coming you guys. in tonight. Thank you for having Frank me. Thank you. Himself. Hey, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for having me. A gentleman, show, guys. a scholar. Oh, look at that. Oh, the stadium damn. cheer and stadium everything. Cheering. Before we get out of here, where can people find you online and on the internet and social media um, and all that stuff? On Instagram, Marcus Lavoy and Marcus Lavoy. And uh, yeah, Facebook's kind of personal. That's kind of my family Fair. page. But yeah, Instagram, Marcus Lavoy. And just um, uh, Chambers Netflix. Chambers Netflix. Um, just blow us up, guys. Chambers Netflix. Let everybody know that we want a second season. We want to know what happens. I definitely yeah. We need a second we're, we're, season. Uh, above all, we're grateful. So yeah. thank you, guys. Okay. Yeah. Thank yeah. You I will so stalk you today. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> You can find me on all things social media at jraythefanatic or online at jraythefanatic.com. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at ChristianDMZ and here at AfterBuzz TV tomorrow night on the Twilight Zone After Show and Tuesday on the Chernobyl After Show and a million other places Speed like that. Racer. And by the way, I am always going to stay Team Penelope. I don't care what anybody says. She's awesome. Yeah. She's awesome. I don't trust her, but I'm still on her side. Like the <laughs> Everyone, I'm available on Twitter at FloboBoys on Instagram at Flobito and Flobito.com. Thank you so much for keeping us inside your homes and second screens for the Chamber after show and until next time buzz you later our founder kevin undergaro and me maria menounos would like to thank you for tuning in to after buzz tv remember we're not just the first we're the biggest in the world and we're the only destination for all your favorite tv shows whatever you crave we've got it so go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup buzz you later <laughs> The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.